Hallelujah. My God is awesome. Yes. Come on. Come on. My God is awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are worthy of our praise, oh God. We magnify, we glorify you today, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the freedom that you have given us through your son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, and hide me from the rain. My God is awesome and heals me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weakened, forever He will reign. Let's sing that again, my God. My God is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, and hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. Give strength where I'm
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
not be discouraged for I've seen your pain I know you I love you I care for you don't be deceived by your own thoughts or by the words of the world know that I am with you that I've called you by name that I will help you believe in me trust in me hold fast to me know that I will overcome and in me you too will be overcomers says the Lord. Can we take a minute? Would you just raise your hand right now? Father, we worship you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
that you know our heart, you know our life. Thank you, God, for your truths. Thank you, Lord, that we can rely and depend on you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that even in the midst of our brokenness, our fear, our struggle, God, you're still there. And you're working a work in us this morning. I pray, Lord, as we'll surrender to you and allow you to fulfill your work in our lives. And we'll submit to you, God, as potter, as the clay sits on the wheel of the potter. God, let us be molded and shaped and made into that which you would have us to be and fulfill that which you'd have us to fulfill, God. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. just sense the presence of the Lord. Amen. And I don't know what what it is that is trying to raise its ugly head in your life. But I want you to know that there's only one name. One name given that can break every curse, that can bring life in every situation, that can raise the dead. Come on. 
that can bring hope into your life, that can transform whatever you're struggling with. I only know of one that can do that, and his name is Jesus. He will silence fear. He will, he will make the darkness tremble. Even the enemies know him and tremble. That's what the Word of God says. You might feel that you're overwhelmed by darkness. You might feel like the world is encompassing us and we're wondering how in the world will we make it? How will we overcome? But I'm here to tell you there's a name above all names. There's a, there's a king above all kings. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is the Lord to the glory of the Father. And whatever you're struggling with this morning, you need to look at that and say, you have to bow. You might be domineering. You might be overwhelming. You might be making me struggle. But this morning, in the name of Jesus, every sickness has to bow before him. Every tongue that was spoken against you has to bow before him. Every situation in your family has to bow before him. Sons and daughters, husbands and wives will bow before the King of kings and Lord of lords for he's the only way, the truth and life. Jesus! 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 Oh yes Lord! Jesus, we worship you God. There's something that you're struggling with this morning. I want you to just hold your hand up like, like, like it's in the palm of your hand. Would you do that? This is symbolic to say, Lord, I'm giving that to you. It's nothing that I can control. It's out of my ability to understand and do. But today, Lord, it is not mine. It is not mine. God, I surrender it to you, Lord Jesus. I give it to you, Lord, because I know, God, that you're able to do far above what we ask or even think or even imagine. And, Lord, we put these situations in your hands today. We surrender them to you, God, because we know that you're at work in us and in those that we love and care for. And today, we trust you. Today, we call on you. Today, we proclaim they're yours, God. Even David understood that the battle was not his but it was yours Lord and today we surrender ourselves to be battle ready for whatever situation may come we 
surrender ourselves to be obedient to the word or the call that you may place in us. But ultimately, we are submitted and surrendered to you because we know that you are in control, God. You are sovereign. You are Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Bring hope, healing, and life today, Jesus. In your name, in your name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. And look to somebody and say, God is at work. Amen. It's at work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Do you love him this morning? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You might be seated. Good to have Sister Vineyard with us. I've known Brenda for a long time. We, um, we won't say how long because that might date both of us. Back, back South Haven days. But we're so thankful you're here this morning. Glad to see all of you here. I know that uh, your kids are probably out of school Monday, and so it's a choice that you make to be here today. And so we're super thankful that you are here. And um, thank God for His love and His compassion. There you are. I was looking for you. You were right there. Where'd you go? <laughs> Susan, ha uh, Susan, we've been planning this for uh, about two months, and events take place and don't allow us to continue. But uh, today, no matter what, <laughs> we're going to do it. So come on up, sister. All right. Thank you. So it's kind of disappointing that it fell on today because like half of the people I wanted to honor <laughs> are not here who rule well. And teaching. So I want to give as much honor as I can in the short amount of time that I have to honor those teachers who in the past and in the present and who because the love that they pour into these kids is beyond measure and priceless. And I know that you're going to get a reward in heaven, and I don't want to steal from that, but I do want to give an acknowledgement. You know, man has been serving our I think it was before I was here and my son and daughter were how long Who was here just snuck out. Joey, we're
up and but I'm not saying your name because I'm blinking on your name. They have all trickled away, um, but Jessica and Anna have remained faithful, so I want to appreciate and thank them, and I know she's not here today, but on behalf of Jessica, thank you. Come up here for your... Really... occasion in elementary <laughs> take us Candy. but she has devoted all of the Joey can if you can come up here <laughs> Mason that silly old Joey, I want to say thank you because you never volunteered for the jobs that you have done. <laughs> he has, without a doubt, stepped up, namely because right now his kids are about the only kids in the age group that we have that we are struggling to fill. So this young man right here, Maxwell, who is an awesome kid, He's wonderful to teach. He's, he's full of energy, but he loves Jesus with all his heart. Right now, he's kind, of, he's kind of the lone ranger for preschool, although the last couple of Sundays, we've had a couple other kids here, but he, um, a lot of times, he kind of gets to just hang out with dad a lot because he's the only one here, and that breaks my heart because he deserves as much love and attention in Jesus as every other child, and his daddy who loves Jesus and loves his boys and his daughter, has graciously and sacrificially at times <laughs> given his time and energy in helping in the nursery, helping in the preschool, doing whatever it takes to make sure his boys know that somebody cares about them. So I want to say thank you.
All right, actually, boys, why don't you stay up here? And can I have all the other kids that are here come up here really quick? Really, really fast, 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 fast feet. Where'd Presley go? Presley here? Where'd she go? Okay. Derek, can you come up on behalf of your daughter? Okay. You can get down on your knees if you want to fit in. <laughs> How many of you guys are enjoying school so far? Two of you? Okay. Are you enjoying school, Maxwell? Are you, well, are you enjoying preschool? Okay. You're enjoying school? Okay. How about you? Are you enjoying school? Okay, good. Derek, are you enjoying school? Derek's in school, if you didn't know. <laughs> All right. Well, children, I wanted to give you this last month before you started school, because, you know, school's a hard place to be these days. And if you're in public school, especially, but even if you're not in public school, it's still a hard place to be because school's school, right? It's always been that way. So I want to give all of my kids a flashlight and a set of verses to be a light unto their path. So if they ever just need a reminder that God is with them, even if they can't read yet, it's just a quick little reminder. And parents, you can read it with them. They're just short, quick little verses. Just a reminder that God is going with them and they can hide it in their heart and be a light unto their path. See if I can get a couple boy colors here. Here you go, guys. And I just want to say a quick prayer over them as they go through this school year. If you can uh, pray with me, I appreciate it. Dear Heavenly Father God, we just want to thank you for all of these students, Lord God. And we know there are many more who aren't here today, Lord. And I just pray, Father God, that as they go forth into this school year, Lord Jesus, that you would just first of all protect them, protect their minds from the attack of the enemy that is working so hard against them. Father God, that you would protect their hearts from kids, Lord God, who aren't always kind with their words or their actions. And Father God, I pray that you protect their bodies, Lord God, that they will be safe wherever they are for school, going and coming in their cars or buses. However they're getting there, Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would watch over, that you would give your guardian angels charge over them, and that you would bless them. I pray, Father God, that their minds will retain all that they have learned, and that they can study to show themselves approved by you, Lord God, and that they will work hard and do their best. And we just praise you and thank you for all your goodness and your mercy, and we love you, Lord Jesus. Everybody said, amen. You guys can go be seated. Thank you. Just go sit down. Thank you, guys. And Mason's up here, by the way, because he... I don't know, what if I just... I mean, that's what they do in little outbuildings, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. I definitely might would use some blocks. Ain't that right, Michael? I need, you're supposed to. Give me.
What's the footer like? That looks digging that, you know, I don't just don't dig a hole and then put my blocks on top of the hole, right? I gotta pour some concrete in it. Right. Uh, I remember. You dig the footer, you. Is there another one? Amen. And and when you think about that foundation, I mean it. your faith look like to build your ears that cat got your tongue Facebook somebody's in trouble We need to pray. And, and, and prayer is like digging. It takes time. It, it's not just, you don't just say one little prayer and, and, and everything just seems to be perfect. It takes continual communication with God and continual prayer. You know, our, our, I mentioned this multiple times, but, you know, one of our youth group's slogan is read and pray and do it every day. In other words, it's not just praying, but you also have to read, Right? You have to read God's Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 
So that also means that not only do you have to read, read the Word, but you all ha also have to be able to listen to the Word of God. That means we've got to come to church. Amen? Be a part of Bible studies. Be a part of groups so that you can learn from the Word of God. I have drills and saws, but I, I, I didn't want to mess things up. I knew I'd get in trouble. <laughs> I like the way he thinks, though. He said, you're the pastor. <laughs> I can still get in trouble, though. <laughs> so when you think about it, the Word of God says this. It says, in Matthew 21, 42, it says, Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Mark chapter 12, 10 through 12 says this. Have you not even read the, this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone? This came out uh, about from the Lord, and it is, it is marvelous in our eyes. And they were seeking to seize him, and yet they feared the people, for they understood that he spoke the parable against them, and so they left him and went away. When I think about the cornerstone, I think about you know, that, that specific piece. I mean, the, the cornerstone is also called the foundational stone. It's called the set stone in some places. And if you're building a building and you place your block all crooked, your, your first stone is crooked, then guess what the rest of your house is going to be? Crooked. It's going to be crooked. So, so in other words, you think it's important to make sure that the first stone laid would be correct, right? Because all the other stones, if you look at this picture, all the other stones rely on that one foundational set stone to make sure everything else is in line. You know, I, I um, had a group from the, from the States come to Honduras to help build a building for me one time. And, and, and these guys were like, Oh, yeah, we, we do masonry. We, we, we can handle that. Still paying for that one. And, and they had gaps this big. And, I mean, it's uh, literally, I had to go back and hire a group of locals to actually lay, the, lay that one wall again because they, they did not have a good foundation. They didn't... They didn't lay a good footer. They didn't have everything lined up just right. And so therefore, it caused problems in the whole building. But you know, that's just like our faith. If we don't lay this stone correct, if we don't lay the cornerstone of our faith correct, everything else gets out of whack. Because guess what? Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Change that picture up there, that last one. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And so everything has to be 
balanced and in line and cuadrado, you know, Spanish word. Um, yeah, square. <laughs> has to be in square so that everything lines up perfectly. Well, guys, that's, that's, that's the way it has to be in our faith. You know, we have to have Jesus as the number one. We have to have him set in our lives where he should be. Now, we're a little bit different from a building because we're somewhat organic, right? And so I think that sometimes we get the foundation out of whack. I, I remember my parents built a brand new house, and after about four years, there was a crack in the sheetrock. I'm like, now how in the world does sheetrock crack? But we always understand that the foundation settled, right? And so we have to be careful that in our Christian life that we set a good foundation and that we understand that the, the ground around us is shifting sand. And we need, to, we need to be on the rock. Amen? We've got to be set in place and we need to keep that place set in God. When you look at historically the the, the cornerstone, it was much like that previous picture. It was, it was that first stone that was set that lined everything up, but later on it becomes ceremonial. In certain cultures, though, when they set that stone, they would actually put, um, put grain or oil underneath that to represent how that, how that uh, community uh, raised its sustenance, how it raised what it made, and how it raised what uh, uh, supplied for their everyday needs. Later on, even in some cultures, or even earlier than that, in ancient cultures, the cornerstone they would actually sacrifice on before they would ever build the, in, uh, build the uh, building. Isn't it amazing that Jesus Christ is the lamb slain from the very foundation of the world? Amen? Come on. The cornerstone has offered himself as a sacrifice so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus, right? And so we see this picture of the cornerstone because later uh, they begin putting cornerstones in buildings more as ornate uh, pieces uh, to represent a cornerstone. And, and, and in some of those places, they would put the date that that stone was set or the date that building was built and the name of the architect. If you walk around Lee University... Uh, just about every building has a date on it, and it has the president's uh, name that was in, uh, in office uh, during that building time. In other words, uh, Paul Kahn, his name is on every building and in the, in the house. I think that the last four or five buildings, he told them to quit putting his name on them and just put the date. Because <laughs> he was the president for over 30 years. I mean, that's, a, that's amazing. Crazy. So Jesus is the, the chief cornerstone. You know, uh, the idea is that when we think about the chief cornerstone, we understand that, look, we're not looking for a building on this side of glory, right? We're looking for, uh, as Hebrews, uh, I'm sorry, as Isaiah 28, 16 says, Behold, I am, lay, uh, I am the one who has laid a, as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone. Come on, is Jesus tested? A precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not looking for a city on this side of glory. Come on. I'm looking for a city that, that's a found, that has foundations, that's builder and maker is God himself. That's what I'm looking for. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
But you know, when I think about this, Isaiah 18 and uh, 118 verse 22 is where, where Mark and Matthew are, are quoting from. They said, the stone that the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So when I think about Jesus as the chief cornerstone, what is the cornerstone to me? What is the cornerstone to me? Any one of you young people want to... <laughs> that's, that's like getting blood out of a turnip right there. <laughs> Asking young people for something in the middle of service. Like, wait a minute. You mean we're supposed to talk? <laughs> what is it? What is the cornerstone to us? What is Jesus to us? He's the foundation that keeps the building up. That's right. What a Savior. He's our Savior. What about Messiah? He's the Messiah. So the cornerstone, so when we think about who Jesus is to us, He's the Messiah. Anybody want to say who the Messiah is? What does the Messiah mean to you? What does that mean? Savior? What else? King of kings, Lord of lords. Rescuer, redeemer. All the above are true. That's good. But when you think about Messiah, Messiah was literally a word transliterated. In other words, it's a word that wasn't uh, changed. It was just taken from the, from the Hebrew and placed into the Greek so it did not change. Messiah literally means anointed one. So Jesus is the anointed one. And, and, and it's when you think of what the significance of the anointed one means, it was significant for kingship because it was as if uh, they had brought him in and poured the oil over his head to anoint him as the next king. But we understand that Jesus is the king. So not only is he the foundation of our life, and as the foundation, he's the king. Look, so many times we as adults, we're so busy looking at the kingships of the world. Come on. We're too busy saying... Our sport teams win like they should. As a chaplain for a chaplain for a sports team, I never pray for them to win. I pray that they honor God. I pray that they honor their community, and I pray they honor themselves. Because ultimately, right? How many understand sports is entertainment, right? It has great benefits. What are some of those benefits? It brings discipline. Commitment shows you what it means to have
right? Mary's son? Isn't that and isn't his sisters among us? Isn't that what they are in there's gonna be Oh, you're wheel in his plan, and that's all that oh, there's Down south was like a quarry, right? I mean, think about some of the other stones, and I, I know I, uh, I I know that I've got to finish here in a minute. There's other stones in the quarry. Think about mill by the quarry. The stones are they uh, the bigger. of our society wants to shoot that down to little fine particles me to stumble it some other stones and I'm not The Mount of Olives looked at the scribes and Pharisees. He says, Woe, you scribes and Pharisees. He says, You are like white. Dead men. Full of hypocrisy.
You, if you're not going back to this stone every day, if we're not spending time with the foundation of our life, then it's easy to look good but not be where we need to be. It's easy to, to paint up the barn and make it look good. But on the inside, it's like dead men's bones. It's like dried up. How many times have we walked our lives and we don't want anybody to know what we look like? We don't want anybody to know what's on the inside of us. And we, and we come to church and we, we raise our hands and, and we, we sing the songs. But, and so we look like we're whitewashed stones, but on the inside we're dying, we're struggling, we're hurting, we're burdened. And, and guess what that is, guys? It's just hypocrisy. That's why we need the family of God. That's why we need to be the body of Christ because when we're struggling, guess what we need? Each other. Because if we can't be real with each other, then who can we be real with? Amen? So there's the tombstones. There's some more stones. We can talk about the the, destruct, the stones of destruction, the Herod's temple, how it fell. We can talk about the heart of stone and think about all of those who have who've walked away from God who are, or who've never turned to God, have heart of stone. And this is what he says about them in Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19. It says, and I will give them one heart and put a new spirit within them, and I will take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. Then they will be my people and I will be their God. But as for those whose hearts go after the detestable things and abominations, I will bring their conduct down on their heads, declares the Lord. The last stone that I want to mention is this. There's living stones. Right? First Peter chapter 2 verse 4 says, And, 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 he, and coming to him... As to a living stone which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You also are living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Wow. We're being built up together. Just think, though, guys, the importance of setting Jesus first. If I was to say what is our core values of this church, the number one core value has to be Jesus Christ first. Above everything else, everything has to be founded, grounded, cornerstoned, set in Christ Jesus because everything else just makes us into a social group who meet together singing I'm a member of a country club we can do all that we can sing fancy songs but if our heart isn't seeking after him then all it is is just a bunch of entertainment it may make us feel good but do we know him are we really, truly willing to surrender to him so that he can change our life? Paul says we're being built up together as living stones. That means we need each other. 
You might say, well, I'm an introvert, or I'm this, or I'm that. Look, that doesn't mean that we don't need you. That doesn't mean that, that your giftings and your talents and your personality that God has created you with as he is transforming you is not needed and necessary in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Because there's really just two foundations. We look in the Word of God and it tells us that the one who obeys God's Word is like a man who builds his house on the rock. Right? And that foundation stood because it was built on the rock. The winds came and storms blew, but it it stood faithful. It says the one who disobeys God's word is like building his house on the sand. It just, when the winds and the storms come, it just collapses. Guys, let me help you with this. Maybe you feel like your house is about to collapse. Maybe you feel like The storms have hit you hard, and, and we need to pray for all those who, who have been affected by the Hurricane Ida. We need to pray for those, believe for those. But some of us have been hit by spiritual storms. How many understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, right? So when we recognize that we've been hit, and it's been overwhelming, it's really, what are you built on? What is your foundation? What stone are you like? Are you like the living stones? Is your foundation in Christ Jesus? Because if it's not, I want today, let's build, let's start that building afresh. If your foundation has shifted, if things have gone awry and, and it's been a struggle and you're wondering if I can make it today, can we place a new stone? Can we get that stone set right in our life? Can we let Jesus once again be the chief cornerstone? That one wall that those guys came down and built, and believe me, I'm thankful for their labor. to get it right. Accustomed to that very fault. But today, I'm going to ask a question.
willing to the ruler in our life. He's the priority. Would you, Would you just stand right where you are? Some are still being cautious about Michael, come up here, buddy. He's been my helper today. Michael's one of those who raised his hand this morning. He said, I want to make Jesus the cornerstone of my life. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, I'm thankful for all of those who raised their hand. I'm thankful for those who would say, Pastor, I recognize that, that things have gotten off kilter. I recognize that, that things have shifted in my life. And Lord, I really want you to be the cornerstone of my home, the cornerstone of my family the cornerstone of my children, the cornerstone of my work, the cornerstone of my school. Lord, I want to make you number one. And Father, today, I, sur I surrender to you. Today, I submit myself to you, God. And I say, Lord, do the work in me that needs to be done. God, Lord, if there's a heart of stone in me, God, I pray that you will make me pliable again. I pray that you'll put a new spirit in me, Lord. Save my soul. Set me free. Deliver me, Lord. God, help me to be 
made completely whole in you, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my wrongdoings. Forgive me of the ideas that don't align themselves with you. But today I set aside everything that would be in the way of my relationship with you. And today I say, Lord, you are number one in my life. You are my Lord and my Savior. And you're the king of my life. And Lord, I choose to obey you as my king. I choose to surrender all to you, Jesus. I choose you. And I thank you, God, that you have chosen me. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for this message to remind us of where you need to be in our lives, in our church, in our home, in everything that we do. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You see these folks up here? I want you to commit with me to pray with them and those others who raise their hands. I want you to commit to praying, believing, encouraging. Commit to a daily time of prayer. Commit to a daily time of, of seeking the Lord. When you wake up every morning, say, Lord, I choose to serve you. I choose to make you the chief cornerstone of my life. I'm going to live for you. Show me the way. Teach me your paths. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I know that today was a little different. And most of our kids are on vacation. But at least some of you big kids were here. And I'm so thankful for you guys. I love you. If I can do anything for you, if I can help you in any way, please let me know. I'm believing for you. I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm for you. Amen. God bless you. Remember these small group sign-up sheets are on the side over here. If you'll sign up for one of those, either Wednesday night or Sunday night. If you don't want to sign up and just because you think you're not able to come all the time, that's okay. Still come. Come on Wednesday nights. Come on Sunday mornings. God bless you guys. Thank you so much.